0: Welcome to the Heart of Falk Here podcast. Here you'll learn the stories and tips from local business leaders and entrepreneurs who make up the heart of the community. Discover what makes Falk Here so wonderful and be inspired by the journey of local success stories. Now let's join Austin, owner of Bedrosian Cleaning Services, as we hear from today's special guest.
1: Welcome to today's episode of the Heart of Falk Here. Today, I am here with Dusty with Blue Farm. i um, so Blue Farm. Well, Blue Farm, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna talk more about her business. I'm excited to get to know her a little bit and uh, their business as well. Um, I know they're new to the chamber and that's kinda how we uh, saw each other and then through social media as well. Um, but just to get started, um, go ahead and tell us just what the business is that you own and sure. the farm.
0: Sure. Well, thank you so much for for asking me to come and and be on your podcast. Yeah. Um, I am the owner of Wild Blue Farm, my husband and I. Um, We are a local flower farm, family-run flower farm in Fauquier County, right here in our favorite county. Um, And we grow our flowers organically and sustainably as possible. And we're just really, really passionate about um, bringing local flowers to the community.
1: Okay. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, is that like cut flowers, or is it yes. you sell plants? or- Yeah.
0: So, right now we're doing all cut flowers. We sell to designers as wholesale, and we also love um, our local public community customers. Um, so you can find us at some local stores, okay. some local markets. Um, and then as well as we work one-on-one with designers and getting their flowers for arrangements and events.
1: Okay, awesome, cool. How long have you guys had the farm? So
0: this is actually just our second year farming for the purpose of getting the flowers into the hands of others. Um, so we're fairly new, um, but we have dove First and we are... Um, loving this journey. It's uh, definitely where we feel our heart has been called to. Um, so we're always immersing ourselves in a ton of education and um, and it's growing and it's growing really well. So we, we're totally enjoying this ride right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So before you did this the last two years, mm-hmm. um, did you have the farm before that and just it wasn't yes. dealing with the public so much or did you guys have other jobs?
0: Yes. Well, so I became a stay-at-home mom when my first child was born um, about nine and a half years ago. And we lived kind of, as many people do in Northern Virginia, uh, when we first got married, kind of all over Northern Virginia. We started in Arlington, and as the years went on, we continuously kept moving further and further out. (laughs) And it was four years ago we purchased our land five years ago moved there after our home was built four years ago and so we would have our own garden and grow our own things we knew that there was definitely a purpose for us having that land but um we waited a few years we were in the middle of having three very young children and so it was kind of hard to take on a new endeavor in those very young early days of of kiddos having kiddos so um we kind of considered avenues, and then I ended up taking uh, an amazing cut flower course at Fauquier Educational Farm with the amazing Mr. Jim Hankins. And, um, and, you know, like right then and there, like I drove home and I called my husband and I said, like, this is exactly what we're doing. Like, I felt like I was called home, and um, we haven't looked back since. So, we took about a year of educational, every webinar, class, thing you can imagine to fully. Um, prepare ourselves for what that was gonna look like. We've made some amazing local contacts as well and then two years ago we actively started started the farming process. Okay. So but there was nothing on our land, um, it's just it was a clear ten acres until we put our home on mm. and now we're farming about two acres but for cut flowers two acres is, is, is a, a fair amount especially when it's just right now my husband and I doing it so yeah, yeah. but I'm so 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 sorry. I kind of got sidetracked. I became a stay-at-home mom um, nine and a half years ago, and my husband is a um, CPA, okay. and she works for the government. So um, he's basically working two full-time jobs yeah. now between the flowers and his job, and then I'm home with the kiddos. I homeschool our children. So that is a job in and of itself, and then the flowers are also there, too. So we stay busy, for sure. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Very busy. We love it, though. Cool. What I'm all actually goes into starting a farming business because it's yeah. a really big thing to tackle you know and yeah, I sick. mean obviously you guys had the land and stuff so that kind of helped but um, what all goes into that process of really getting started and, and uh, interacting with the public and getting sales and everything?
0: Yeah so education 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 to get started um, and it's funny because I've met and I'm so blessed to have met so many local flower farmers and others throughout the country too and we all have our stories of none of us or maybe very few of us originally started out with the intention of always being a flower farmer like um, I have my master's in school counseling and I know lawyers who have left the practice to become um, flower farmers Um, people with PhDs have left to become and it's interesting because all of our roads before have kind of led us here and it makes sense that we're here now but to start um, you've got a get a ton of education, um, and then you have to just get your hands in the dirt, and yeah. um, and there, you're always learning. I've talked to seasoned growers who have been growing for over 20 years, and it's always a learning process, and you just have to be comfortable with that. Um, so that step one, education, and learning as much as you can, and then realizing what it is that you can take on, what kind of crops you wanna grow, that's very important. We knew we wanted to do cut flowers, um, and after that, it's the equipment and actually just doing the work. Yeah. And for finding customers, social media has been amazing um, in that regard. Lots of people connect, you find like-minded people who are interested in the same things and then the customers who are looking for the specialty thing that you're offering can also find you there. So that has just been amazing. I also think another important thing is learning to be able to change directions a little bit. Um, you know, you may start out thinking like okay i'll just offer flowers to local customers and then i had a big reach from designers that were looking for local flowers so being able to kind of change your sales yeah. um as you need to to kind of accommodate what's what's being offered
1: right so,
0: absolutely very
1: cool yeah. and uh you you keep saying education is that something that you guys are just looking online at different things or are there different groups and ways that you ed- like get educated yeah. almost formally of kind of thing, or yeah
0: okay. yeah for sure all of the above the fall care educational farm is amazing here if you're looking just not just um if you're kind of interested in learning about farming as a whole yeah um and then he jim does offer that specific course on cut flowers which is like a one evening for a few hours and that was a great way to get our toes in the water and then it, it's the age of everything is online, so you can find tons of amazing um, courses online. And we took one from Lisa Mason Ziegler, which is called the um, Gardener's Workshop. Okay, Florette is another really, really well-known flower farm um, out on the West Coast, and she has um, amazing courses you can take from everything from learning about your soil to harvesting your flower and how to take care of it and but now there are a million farms that offer these courses and you can kind of find your niche and what you're most interested in Mm -hmm. and um so online is such a great avenue and then there's definitely in classes this past year because of covid obviously has been
1: mostly online
0: (laughs) yeah a little bit weird but um but things are starting to open up more and there's definitely ways to social distance for people to go onto farms and like learn a lot so
1: okay very cool awesome um what kind of you said you know different niches and um, wanting to know exactly what kind of crop you wanted to do Uh, what kind of flowers do you guys focus on
0: so right now we we grow oh man at least over 75 different varieties of flowers um starting in the spring we'll have peonies and tulips and all those gorgeous spring flowers um, and then we transition into summer flowers with lisianthus and sunflowers and zinnias and and the traditional flowers there. Mm -hmm. And then as we go into fall, we'll be offering um, dahlias, which are always very, very popular and and, um, beautiful. And um, kind of those summer flowers transition into fall and you make sure you have crops that are planted that are more those beautiful orange and and burgundy and yellow kind of fall colors. So we grow a ton of variety,
1: Yeah,
0: um, both annuals and perennials.
1: Okay, very cool. So do you guys have like this huge, indoor thing you have to do during the early spring to get the seeds going or like yes okay
0: so our basement is full of grow lights and um some of our plants we start mm, five months before they even hit the ground so there's a lot of love and care that go into the flowers that you're receiving at springtime um there's a lot of love and care that goes into them beforehand. Um, And that's why, you know, another thing that we're so passionate about here at our farm and we found a lot of other farmers obviously are passionate about this too, is local and the benefits um, of local. Because you're gonna get a flower fresh off the farm here, you'll probably get at least twice as long of a vase life that Mm -hmm. if you go into the grocery store and you buy a flower that maybe has been imported you Know and has already been in transit for three to five days before you get it, but um,
1: yeah, it's like from California or Florida or, or, or
0: Ecuador, or, or, yeah, or, that's you, true, yeah, international. Um, roses
1: all from, yeah,
0: so we definitely um are proud to promote local flowers. And if you can't get immediately local because that can be a little tricky in the wintertime, definitely, um, USA grown flowers is, yeah, something we're absolutely passionate about, but
1: yeah, very cool. Um I didn't uh, have the same questions earlier, but for people who are, so right now everyone's excited about spring, it's finally getting warmer. I think it hit like 80 degrees earlier this week, so that was awesome. it was amazing. So people are really itching to get their gardens going and stuff like that. Um, So I know you do the cut flowers, but since you grow them, do you have any tips for people who are wanting to get their hands on the dirt right now in the spring?
0: Get your hands in the dirt. (laughs) That is like my number one tip. I know it sounds like it's not very helpful, but just I feel like it's an immediate energy booster, and you can learn so much about literally playing in the dirt. Um, So it's a great time to get some. You can start some of your um, starter plants right now, which is a wonderful time. Now's a great time um, to prep your soil, um, getting that amazing compost that that gold we call it to get into that (laughs) ground and really fertilize everything prepare that ground um weeding start doing that right now and then just you know it sounds basic, but it's it's so true, and we even do it ourselves sometimes. It's just reading the back of your seed packages yeah. and finding out when they're supposed to go in. A lot relates to that last frost, so you can go online for your zone and figure out when that last frost date approximately is, and then just reading what it is you want to grow and what's the best time to take care of them and get them in the ground and just start caring for them. Yeah
1: absolutely and it's a i was kind of surprised what's the frosty here it's pretty late isn't it later it than is, i thought we
0: can get a late yes we can absolutely get, get in april frost. Right? i think don't quote me because i can't remember but yes but then also it's so tricky because by early may we can be consistently in the 80s yeah and so
1: so it can be tricky virginia can get a little
0: stuff. tricky with that yeah. um so sometimes you might lose a crop a little early. Sometimes you might feel like you're a little bit behind on getting the crops back, but a lot of our plants are very forgiving and, um, we'll, we'll fluctuate with this a little bit on that. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Cool. So going back kind of on the, the business side, mm-hmm. um, what's your favorite part about being a business owner and having the farm now?
0: My favorite part is, because of what we grow which is flowers like hands down giving people flowers and seeing their smiles like yeah. sounds cliche but it I, I love seeing the joy um that flowers can bring people so that's been amazing making connections has been amazing I love meeting people and hearing stories yeah. and a lot of times when you give somebody a flower you hear this was my grandmother's favorite flower or I love this this reminds me of a time that I did fill in the blank." so That connection is really a beautiful thing um, that I really appreciate and I've loved becoming more and more involved in our community. I am a huge fan of Fauquier County. I think there are just so many things that set this county uh, apart and make it unique and special and I've met wonderful people here so having a way to become even more involved in our community has been really special and great too.
1: Yeah absolutely. Um, What would you say is are some of the benefits for business owners to be more involved with community i think most of them automatically do because they're just passionate about it yeah um but with us kind of coming out of covid it's kind of been almost lost a little bit the community feel i mean it's still been there um and i think that's why some businesses have actually been able to pull through because that community is still there yeah um but kind of as we open back up what do you think is the importance for business owners to be involved in community. I know, like I said, you joined the chamber. Mm -hmm. um, There's a lot of other ways that you can get involved. What are some of the benefits that you see as a business owner?
0: so one of the things that i have found to be so beautiful and amazing is community over competition Mm. um there truly is if we can all support one another if you follow on my instagram i'm always um sharing other local businesses that i love and i'm passionate about even other local farms i'm i'm here for it like i want to see other local flower farms really thrive too and i think that when we kind of come to it with the mindset of like there's room at the table for everyone. Let's truly just like support one another. Um, I think that's some of the great, like COVID affected all of us in so many ways. And so now we have this opportunity to kind of come together and approach things in a different way. It was a hard year. There have been beautiful things, but I think it's safe to say for most everybody, yeah. it was a hard year. So we went through it and now let's let's kind of approach it in a more beautiful way. Like there were things that we missed so much during that time and a lot of that was getting to interact and be with one another and this is just a really great way to come with a fresh set of eyes support one another and we it kind of a more supportive experience Um, and there's there's something for everyone around here there really truly is Um, and we can help each other find those local businesses and support one another
1: right right Um, I know that I don't know exactly how this works, but I'm going to kind of lead into this question with that. Um, You you are part of you are sorry you are a founder for a co op a flower co op. I don't know exactly what you do with that, but can you share a little bit about that? Because I'm I'm sure that has to do with community as well and everything. So
0: yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to talk about it. So a group of designers and. growers, flower growers, came together. Everybody had kind of been... By the way, I shouldn't... It's called Old Dominion Flower Cooperative. Okay. Um, and there were many of us growers who were saying, like, I wish I had more of a community to be a part of. Yeah. Sometimes it can feel kind of isolating when you're a farmer and you're doing your thing and you don't have a big <laughs> network of farmer friends. Um, and um, I wish I also had a place to sell my flowers. Sometimes when you're growing something or even when you're a small business you have this really great thing this really great whatever it may be whether you're selling something making something but you need an avenue to to get it to people right um so there are a lot of growers saying i'm growing these beautiful blooms i wish i had some place to get them in the hands besides your traditional like farmer's market Mm -hmm. um and there were also some designers saying, wow, I really wish I could get my hands on some more local flowers. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of designers know the benefits of longer face life. Um, we, most, almost all of us don't spray chemicals on our flowers, and in, imported flowers are usually covered in, in chemicals. So a bunch of people were all thinking the same thing. And a few ladies um, really took the lead. We have two directors that really took the lead on bringing this fruit to fruition. They reached out to 10 of us at the time and said, would you be interested in in doing this? Um, So what it is, is it's a local flower cooperative. It started mostly in Virginia, but now we are also working with some great farms in Maryland. So it's going to be the larger DMV area. And our goal is to support growers because that is so important. So many farmers and growers just don't get the support and the recognition and um, the... Let me think what I'm talking about. Um The rec yeah, I guess the recognition for for their hard work and the support. So growers are gonna be supported designers all around are going to be able to have access to these amazing, local, gorgeous blooms. There's so many flowers that can't even be imported um, because they don't ha- last that long. But if you work with a local grower, you can get specialty flowers that they couldn't otherwise get. Okay. So we're coming together. Designers are going to be able to get those local flowers. Growers have a network and a support community, which is just huge. And it's just become this really collaborative um, approach that is taking off and we're getting like a ton of interest in it. And It's beautiful. So not only are we gonna get flowers into designers' hands, we are going to get flowers into um, our local customers' hands through markets that we're going to offer. We're gonna be offering um, educational workshops and farm tours and um, just all kind of learning, like if you want to take a bouquet making class or a centerpiece arranging class, we'll be offering those too. So it's really kind of comprehensive, and it's a team approach, and it's female owned, it's 100% female owned, so it's amazing to see um, how strong these women are and uh, what we're accomplishing in the flower community so yeah, it's absolutely.
1: awesome very cool yeah. and this is what women's month or something like the that international so, hey, women's you go. month yeah there you go. we'll throw yeah. that into the mix <laughs> very cool um yeah i think that's that's really neat to be working together and how long has that been going on you just a year or two probably yeah. well right?
0: just pilot like so we just kind of all came together early fall and oh, okay. so yeah less than a year yeah and um and melissa and megan who are the directors are really one is um, a lawyer and one is a grant writer so we have this just really strong team and all the growers are super smart and motivated and um so i think it's going to go to great places so it's awesome
1: it'll be a good first season to test stuff out and see how it goes
0: yes it'll be great Yeah. yeah can't wait
1: very cool yeah um so we were talking about your favorite stuff with growing a business. Mm-hmm. Um, what have been some of the more complicated things or difficult things that you've had to overcome or go through?
0: Yeah. So I'm I love always sharing both sides. So thank you for asking the question. Yeah. So easy to hop on social media and see everybody's pretty flower <laughs> yeah. pictures and things. I've had so many people say, "Wow, you're living the dream," and I'm like, no. "I'm not frolicking through the fields with a lock
1: to make that flower look good." Yeah, <laughs> with a
0: flowing white dress on. In yeah. a little basket in my hand. Um, it's a lot of work, but when you're passionate about something, that makes the work absolutely um, almost enjoyable. But the hardest part for us is it is my husband and I who are um, the only ones working the farm, and so it's not. We've learned very quickly that it's not just being a flower farmer. And sometimes you have to balance, almost equally, the business side between growing the flowers. Mm-hmm. So there is um, a lot of time spent on social media and forming relationships and, and uh, making connections. And then there's the business side. So doing the finances, doing the taxes, um, keeping track of sales. Um, there was building a website for us, that was new. We had never done that before. There is always, as a farmer, you're always thinking ahead. So, um, we should technically have most of our seeds and um, items that we're planting for 2022 already ordered. Wow. So, you have to keep a lot of balls in the air at once. So, it is definitely not just flower farming, there is a whole business side of it that. I can definitely say we were not prepared for and that there has been a learning curve. And also as a homeschooling family, always trying to find that balance and being comfortable knowing that a lot of times there just is no balance. Um, But at the end of the day, we enjoy it and we love it and we can't imagine our lives not including this. So we find a way and we make it work. And sometimes we are definitely kicking rocks and saying like, what are we thinking? But when we look back overall, we're just so glad that it's part of our life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that does happen quite often for people who are starting a business either from a hobby Mm -hmm. or just something that they really enjoy doing the the nitty gritty work and then they're working and they're like, wow, there's a lot of stuff back here in the back office or out front here to promote and market that is way out of my comfort zone. I love this part, but I wanna figure this out too.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, I think that's very relatable for, for any small business, you know, yeah. in this area. So. it is.
0: I, I agree 100%. Yeah. yeah.
1: I know you're still working through it, but how are you guys getting through some of those things and the learning curve with that, with the marketing and the planning and everything? Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that you're doing to to work through that? <laughs> is it just kind of grinding and stuff um, like that? Or?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, the main thing that I'm learning is um, I really – find blocking time off is huge so if I am somebody who easily gets distracted I might be going on my phone to look up a farm that I need to reach out to and then I'm distracted by something (laughs) and then I start interacting with somebody else and then I've lost 45 minutes and that is just 45 minutes that I don't have like every second of the day can be easily accounted for Um, so I need to do it more and I need to be more efficient about it. But saying, okay, from these two and a half hours a day is schooling. And then I'm going to give myself an hour of replying back to emails and doing anything that that I need and just really kind of sticking to that. Um, I think with social media, while there's so many amazing things um, to that, it can also be a very slippery slope. Um, So making sure that my social media presence is there and I'm happy to be connecting and interacting, but also then... Those next four hours are out in the field. Um, and just really trying to, to manage the schedule as, as best possible. But that's way easier said than done.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think time blocking is really huge. Huge. Um, and yes. it's easier said than done. Yeah. For sure. Because um, I've heard that as well and tried to in, implement it. But it's so easy to get distracted, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, even by good things.
0: Well, that's it's, the thing. Sometimes, yeah. like, I'm, it's a welcome distraction. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So... I think that's good. Um, What's kind of your plan now for the next couple years? So obviously um, you're a pretty young business. Yeah. Um, The co-op is very new but I think that's gonna be a big part of what you guys do as well. Yeah. Um, Where do you guys see this farm and business going over the next few years?
0: Yeah so growth, 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 like um We have big plans, um, dreams, um, and, you know, we would love to get, um, ideally for our farm, more into those spring and fall flowers, um, have more hoop houses we can grow in so we can offer flowers earlier and later into the season. really honing in on a few crops that we're specifically interested in and doing those to a mar- much larger scale. Um, like I said, we're on 10 acres and right now we're growing on two, but we would love to grow that um, each and every year.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we wanna continue to grow and that brings on new challenges and also um, new exciting opportunities as well. But um, yes, for our farm, like we definitely wanna just continue to see it grow, nurture our land. Um, continue to have our children really be a part of it and um yeah i mean the sky's the limit right like we want to we're passionate about this so Mm. we definitely have dreams and goals and for the flower cooperative um old dominion i i think it's going to take off into wonderful things and supporting our local growers but also reaching a much larger scale um and expanding um the ways that we get our flowers into people's hands um here in the immediate community, and even greater than that. Right. So right. it's going to be a beautiful thing, and it's not just getting the flowers into the hands, but also supporting the growers, um, and being able to grow their businesses and their farms, and doing so as well. Right. Right. So.
1: very cool. So if people want to uh, get a hold of your flowers, how can they do yeah. that? You said that you're in a, a few retail places. Is that right? What yep. you said earlier. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: what What are some of the areas where they yeah. can go grab some of your stuff?
0: So the best way is going onto our website. Okay. Um, Our flowers are going to start becoming available. Our tulips are growing daily um, and getting really close. Um, So going onto our website, we'll always list our flowers that we have available. it's wildbluefarmva.com. Okay. Um, and follow me on Instagram, because if you follow Instagram, you'll see everything that we have available. I'm usually taking pictures and sharing that all the time. Um, so we also occasionally have a farm stand that we have on our property. Um, it's not an every weekend or an everyday thing, right. but if we have a special offering, I'll always announce when our farm stand is open on our property. Um, through the co-op, you're gonna be able to get yep. my flowers and a May 22 including myself, 22 growers um, and all their specialty crops and you will find unique and beautiful blooms. Um, I am at Vin Hill Home um, once the flowers start coming in bloom. So you can find me there with Shauna's um, amazing store. Um, there's going to be twice a month I'm sorry, once a month market at Vinhill Hill Winery okay. that I'll be at. And then also our co-op is offering a twice a month um, market, a flower market. So there. So lots of ways you can always reach out to me. And then our local designers who we are so passionate about use our flowers in their design. So if you're looking for something um, a little bit more formal or a little bit more of um an arrangement outside of your farm fresh bouquet um i have some amazing designers you can always reach out to me and i'll be so happy to share how they can help you get those like events and those um, beautiful designs too
1: awesome very cool yeah. hopefully we can get some events uh more this year so yeah. that you guys can get these flowers to the events yeah uh,
0: and that was a way a wave to ride for sure but um I think people are ready, yeah, ready for life to come back and for interactions and for beautiful things. Yeah, so we'll
1: get some weddings and banquets and whatever yeah. going on this summer, and some gatherings. you can get the flowers there. So. Yeah, very cool.
0: Absolutely, awesome.
1: Well, thank you so much for your time, Dusty. Thank you for um, having me, Austin. Learning about your farm and everything. I think people are uh, loving to hear about flowers right now. Just as spring is coming, it's a it's a good topic to talk about. So, good thing. yeah, and uh, best of luck as you guys. Mm-hmm grow with your farm and the co-op and everything there's a lot going on so yeah thank you so Very much cool. thank you so much for having
0: me yep. we'll
1: see you guys next time
0: bye-bye Bye. thank you for joining us for today's episode of the heart of Falkir if you loved joining us today give this podcast a great review and subscribe to keep up with new episodes if you have an office in Falkir that needs a cleaning service reach out to Bedrosian Cleaning Services and see how they can serve you. Until next time, thanks for listening.